0: Hello and welcome to the PR department podcast you're through to your host Katie Braden and this is episode 53 January guys how are we doing how are we doing are we all managing are we all cold um I'm currently recording this actually on the 27th of November 2023 so um I'm quite a little way in the past so I'm just um yeah here giving you stuff, stockpiling episodes to get myself through a very a very relaxing December and January hopefully. Um, so I always take a holiday the first week of January because um, no journalists are in work. Influencers usually go on holiday, usually barley, and I'm sitting there feeling like an idiot for rushing back to work on the second of January, so I'm just like, no. For the last I think I've done it now maybe three or four years in a row and never regretted it never um but this january january 2024 um i have two major events that i'm working on um so i've taken the decision to take the week off in january at the very start like come back sort of the second monday and um i think i'm gonna have made myself one very busy girl but to be honest throughout like january february march time where it's freezing cold depressing nobody's got any money no one wants to go anywhere um i would rather be absolutely slammed with work like let's distract myself um in the best way doing what i love um so yeah that's for context that's what i'm doing right now i'm sitting in my office on the 29th of november uh, it's a wednesday in case you were wondering. Um, I haven't got any beverages. I kind of really fancy having a cup of tea to hand for this one to be honest, but can I be bothered to go up and get one? I don't know. Okay, so I thought today we could talk about um a topic that is rife um amongst me and my clients, and that is should you be on TikTok shop? Um, so I feel like TikTok shop really sort of blasted off maybe like 2019 2020 and the brands who are the early adopters of TikTok shop are more founder owned smaller brands that do have that flexibility to just like jump on and get going um they also have faces and people which is really important when you're doing TikTok shop so for those of you who don't know TikTok shop runs in one of two ways so One of the ways is TikTok Live and TikTok Live is basically the same as Instagram Live. You go live on TikTok and it works very similarly to like QVC um, where you essentially you can do whatever you want but you sell products on the live. Um, So people who are utilising this really well if you want to like go and look up examples and do some extra homework. Um, Doll Beauty and also P. Louise and Made by Mitchell. I would say those are the three sort of like those are the trilogy of TikTok shop and they come on and they do like fun get ready with me or like silly lives, Um, you know, they're all northern, so they've got enough personality to, you know, fill a very large warehouse. Um, It's great. So they're using that to their advantage and they are selling products like hotcakes in a very QVC style TikTok northern way. So if you want an example of that, I would highly recommend like checking out one of their lives because I do think when we're talking about social media, it's really hard to like make strategy and also like envision certain things unless you've actually gone and like been in the world I always say to my clients like before making any decisions should I shouldn't I be on TikTok shop like you have to get yourself immersed in the world and also by immersing yourself in the world you find the opportunities that feel right to you Um, because if you try and do it in a way that somebody else is doing it um, you know it's not going to work brand to brand person to person so it's really important to go and check that out Um, And then the second way is like the little um, shop button. I'm sure you've seen it on TikTok videos. Again, if you haven't, Get onto your for you page start scrolling down and pay attention to it's just where the caption sits at the bottom of the left hand side and it'll be like a little um tab and it's got like a little yellow shopping basket on it and that basically means that you can purchase products that are mentioned or linked from that video it's very similar to like when you do a shopping link on an Instagram story for example like you click the link and you can shop the only difference between the two platforms is when you shop on Instagram and you put a link the link takes you off Instagram and to wherever you are going to shop so the brand website or Amazon or whatever it is. On TikTok this works slightly differently and it's very different to all other platforms and that is because you don't actually leave tiktok to shop so you shop within tiktoks your payment and everything is processed within tiktok and that means that you are not necessarily having the full brand experience because your order is not really going directly to the brand like a regular customer it's sort of processed through tiktok um So P. Louise had a bit of an issue um, which I talked about on a previous episode where she was like completely overwhelmed with orders and then people started to receive their orders um, really late and they started to receive empty boxes and also like a lot of products were out of stock so they were putting like a piece of paper to say like this product's out of stock we will send it at a different time or whatever and I think that was kind of to do with The way that TikTok shop works logistically people were also getting um, TikTok sort of customer service emails so instead of the customer service liaison being directly with the brand it's TikTok is involved so P Louise had to come on and say guys if you've had a message from TikTok shop to say that you're products are not coming and your order has been canceled that's not true we're just taking 10 working days to ship instead of like one or two um but tiktok will send that out as an automated message like from tiktok not from p louise if that makes sense so you've kind of got to deal with like a third party mixed in there um it would be kind of the only thing that's comparable is like if you ship through amazon and you send all of your stuff off to an amazon warehouse and then you're an amazon customer you're not a whatever the brand is, customer, you know, you have in the Amazon experience, like your dispatch email and all of that comes through Amazon. It doesn't come from the brand. So that's the only thing that's sort of comparable, I think. Um, But yeah, going back to the other ways you can shop. So the little commission links at the bottom of the videos, I'm sure you've seen your favorite creators being like, oh, I'm using these brushes or whatever. Oh, you can shop them in my TikTok shop. So how that works is they will earn a commission. It's exactly the same way as like an affiliate link, but it's a lot easier because you have all of these brands to choose from on TikTok shop. So you can like talk about, promote, link, whatever you want. And it's all managed within TikTok. Like you don't have to go out and find your own affiliate links with the brands or you don't have to have conversations with 50 different brands to try and get, you know, sponsorships or codes or whatever you just pick whatever product you want from tiktok and you just slam it on your video so for influencers it's really easy and it's very smart but the only thing that is sort of a bit of a sticking point is trying to make it feel organic so i would say selling on tiktok from an influencer perspective um doesn't really feel organic ever like even on the lives again it feels like qvc so obviously the the three brands that I mentioned earlier they have a really good vibe about them and they're very they're very northern they're very funny so there's that sort of element to it which I think distracts people but a lot of the time it's like somebody standing there being like look at this jumper and then you know it's like very awkward like QVC used to be awkward you know Um, and there's no way you can disguise it as not being an ad because it very obviously is Um, also I know We've all seen those videos, again, coming back to P. Louise. Um, And the only reason I keep talking about P. Louise is because obviously the brand is so popular on TikTok. So it's a really good example to, like, draw comparisons from and use to speak about this topic. So we've all seen those videos of people going, oh, my God, someone's going to get fired at P. Louise. And then you can see that there's been, like, another discount on TikTok shop. And, like, you can shop it through their link and they get the affiliation money whatever um so how it works as well is obviously there's loads of products to choose from on tiktok shop but people tend to choose the most popular ones sorry i thought my software just sh- shut down then hence why i did that really weird pause because it just disappeared off my screen i was like oh no um we're here we're here guys it's fine um so you can pick loads of different products from loads of different ranges like you can pick toys you can you can pick Christmas trees, you can pick makeup, whatever it is, but people tend to link the most like viral and um, popular products because obviously people are more inclined to shop them. So a lot of people link the P. Louise, they do like these juice boxes, which I believe is like sort of like a lip kit of like an oil and a balm or something along those lines and they're in these cute like juice boxes and they do a deal on TikTok which is three for however much money um so it's like an absolutely outrageous saving like I cannot actually get my head around how they can even make profit on that um considering their packaging is really extravagant and from what I know the products are pretty good so I don't know that bit baffles me um but that's when you have like not just influencers but average per average people who don't necessarily even have a following doing these someone's going to get fired at p louise videos and then linking the juice boxes at this like crazy discounted price because it's a popular thing a lot of people are interested in p louise a lot of people want to buy p louise so as an average person that's quite an easy thing to sell um Yeah, so those are the sort of two avenues that you would go about sort of selling on TikTok, either live or via like commission structure with those links. Um, So then comes the question like, should or shouldn't you be retailing on TikTok shop? And I have this debate with my clients all the time. And it's really interesting because I think as a brand, if you're, even if you are a smaller brand or a founder owned brand, but. More so if you're not. So if you're a bigger beauty brand, if you are like a regional distributor or if you are a corporate owned company, it's quite hard to exist on TikTok because number one, it's hard to create brand produced content that quickly to remain on trend remain relevant but to still be actually producing content at that level and that rate is really challenging so the brands that tend to do really well are when they have actual people behind the brands to like pick up on the trends and like think of an innovative way to insert the brand into that trend and to do it in a way that is relevant to them and also to do it fast, to do it in a way that feels organic to TikTok. Like we've all been on the TikTok homepage when a really like overproduced, over branded videos come up and you just scroll straight past it because that's just not the nature of the environment. Like it's literally people inside their dressing gowns in bed with, like, no light on, talking about their feelings about the universe. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not overproduced campaign, like, aspirational content. Like, that's that lives over on Instagram. TikTok is very in the now, pick up your phone, record, post. Like, there's no, there's not much editing. It's not high quality, nine times out of ten. So, as a brand... And being brand safe as well, which basically means like obviously your content is a certain standard, you're very clean, you know, you're not saying certain things, like you're not rude or, you know, anything that could be misconstrued or anything that you could be cancelled for. Like brands tend to play their creative very safe. Um, And also brands obviously have ethics and morals, but nine times out of ten, brands don't have opinions, people do. So if you don't have a founder or a team you know people who have a voice and an opinion and a personality like shampoo bottles don't have personalities so if you're selling shampoo that's quite difficult for you to exist on tiktok and for you to get in the mix and for people to really engage with your content um like one thing i always say is tiktok really rewards um extremes so like having a really extreme opinion um, or something like that or something that's very dramatic or very overly done or something that seems fake like we've seen so many creators blow up on tiktok because of like for example there was that one girl that had that scar on her face and this is so niche but there was this one creator and she had this massive like brown scar that went right across her face and it looked like she'd drawn it on with like an eyebrow pencil or like a lip liner and she blew up on tiktok because she was just making normal videos like an average teenage girl but she had this massive scar on her face and people would comment like oh how did you get your scar like is your scar real and then it turned into this whole massive tiktok drama of is her scar real is it not and people are literally making videos like side by side comparisons of her in different videos at different times to see if the scar's the same and then they're trying to get her to do videos where she puts a makeup wipe over it to see if like it'll wipe off and stuff like That's the type of stuff I know, the world we live in, guys. Can we just take a second, please? Like, this is the world we're having to navigate. I know, I know, I know, I understand it, I feel it. Give me a hug. Anyway, so, like, that's the type of content, very extreme, very dramatic, very random, that explodes on TikTok. So as a brand, like, how do you... Explode in that arena. And I think the brands that have done well, your Doll Beauties, your Made by Mitchell, your P. Louises, they all have something in common. They all have people who have faces on cameras, who have very large personalities. They have opinions. You know, they are able to immerse themselves in this world as people. And the products and the brands are sort of a byproduct of that almost. Like they're not leading with the brand, they're leading with the personality and they're leading with. The, the people who live inside the brand um you know it helps that someone like mitchell you know was a massive influencer before but i recently listened to the um winnie bellow podcast with mitchell which is really really interesting and winnie influence uh influences <laughs> interviews him as a founder um, which I've not seen before from him because obviously he makes a lot of content and everyone knows he's the founder of Made by Mitchell but I don't think he's done a lot of conversational content where he actually talks about his you know his journey as a founder and he was saying that obviously he started his brand it was his dream to have his own brand and you know it was doing all right and then it sort of was crashing and like it wasn't really going anywhere and it just goes to show that him being a massive influencer was not enough to keep that brand afloat until he went on to tiktok and he started utilizing tiktok shop and then Maybe mitchell has sort of become a tiktok brand um obviously it's so much more than that but people generally know made by mitchell from tiktok um so yeah it sort of shows that evolution of that brand that on its own having a level of influence or a following just isn't enough like there has to be more um but the other thing that's kind of a downsize and touching on what i just said about made by mitchell being like known as a tiktok brand i would say that's very similar for doll beauty made by mitchell and p louise they've all they all have very strong brands individually But if you were to ask a cross-section of average people, I bet you all of them would say that they only know those brands from TikTok, which is very interesting. Because they all existed before TikTok, but they've only really found their boom since they've been utilising TikTok. And one of the things that all of them have been doing, which I find really interesting, is they have a very specific focus on bundles and discounts. And this is always a level of contention when I speak to my own clients about it. So a lot of the clients that I work with are sort of like pro to luxury level products. So again, it's quite hard for them to enter into this TikTok market without sort of discounting or bundling or, you know, cheapening really their products and sort of flogging them in the QVC style way. Um, so One way that is sort of a common way to do it is having one range or one set of products that is available on TikTok Shop. So you can't shop everything like not everything's discounted you can't bundle everything it's like a very specific thing like for p louise recently she was very focused on as i say like the juice boxes and then you had that offer that was three for however much money like that was a very like tiktok bundle thing like that offer wasn't available on her website so you're shopping that specifically through tiktok but i do think that cheap cheerful impulse feel like you're getting a bit of a deal ...is kind of what TikTok Shop is all about... ...and that is what you have to kind of bear in mind... ...from a brand perspective... ...if you do decide that you want to move on to TikTok Shop... ...but, you know, when you look at the likes of Doll, P. Louise and Mitchell... ...like, their brands have all evolved into like multi-million pound brands... ...so yeah, people do associate them with TikTok... ...but they've also made multi-millions of pounds... ...so, you know... There's positive and negative in this and I think that is kind of what this episode is all about to kind of explore what is out there, what is working, what are the positives, what are the negatives and as a brand, as a brand founder you kind of have to weigh all of that up and then find your own way through and um, I will say as well that all three brands were very early adopters so they've had chance to really get into TikTok, really adopt it um, and you can see like none of them really do any like traditional PR at all, like they're all focused on TikTok marketing, influencers, like even the influencers they work with they're all like very TikTok centric. Um, so you can tell that their brand strategy has completely evolved to be like the core is TikTok. Um, and I think that kind of like is natural like if that's where the money is coming from and those where the sales are coming from like obviously your strategy is going to evolve and shift to where TikTok is your core business which I find fascinating because obviously there's so many other ways to sell there's so many avenues there's so many other ways to do business so I always find it so fascinating to sort of break down like what the core of people's strategies are and then how they plan out their sales team their marketing their PR their social media to kind of align with all of that. Um, yeah, if you are interested, I would really go onto those three brands pages and like take time to like have a look and like just observe and see what they're doing because it is so fascinating. And if you are interested in TikTok shop, it's a really good visual of like what positives you can adapt and adopt and I think that's what it's all about isn't it in this world like where we have social media new social media all the time and the social media we do have is ever evolving every day it's all about adapting and adopting like what works for me what doesn't what do I like what do I don't what can I test what am I not bothered with what's doing well what's doing not let's do more of that and less of the stuff that's not working you know that's kind of it at the end of the day like nobody's got the answers I don't even think the people who own these social media platforms really would know how to create a perfect strategy because they never know how it's going to behave with than the algorithm um so yeah that was just my rambling about tiktok shop and some thoughts that i have and some references that i find interesting so if you are interested in tiktok shop you can sort of have a little step up i suppose and know where to look in terms of if you want to do further research because it is it it is a very fascinating world and it is evolving very quickly you know if you think about it if it launched in say 2020 it's like three four years old now um so we're getting a really good idea of people who were early adopters like how that has evolved and changed and what they've done and what they haven't um yeah fascinating i love it i love it what a world eh? um but on that note i will see you in the next one